0: The mantra that we've built is that first you learn to do something and then you can document it once you're doing it consistently and then you can delegate it once you've documented it clearly. So it's a three step process to, you know, doing something the same way over and over again and then writing it down. So you're not going to write something down that you don't know how to do yet. And then you're not going to delegate something until you know how to communicate it clearly. Otherwise, it's a recipe for disaster.
1: Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Okay, everyone, today we have Chris Ronzio, who's the CEO of Trainio, which makes training and process documentation easy. I first heard of him during a EO retreat a couple months ago. We were in Cabo, had a guy named Scott Fritz come over, a guy that wrote the book, The 40-Hour Work year, uh, which is not a scam, by the way, it actually, it actually I mean, after he laid it out, it won't make sense. So check out the book. But he was really kind of gushing over this, this tool Traineal, And I'm actually going to let Chris explain what that is. But first and foremost, Chris, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and then what your story is.
0: Yeah, for sure. So my story, I started as an entrepreneur back when I was 14 in high school. I had a business that was a video production business, grew that through high school and college. And we did live youth sporting events all over the country, all 50 states. We had over 300 uh, videographers and three offices. And so the, the experience of scaling that business of uh, understanding technology and of creating systems that work just got ingrained in me as I grew that. So after that, I started a management consulting an operations consulting. Consulting firm to actually build systems and processes for other companies, and that evolved into Trainual, which is the software product to write down those systems and hold other people accountable for
1: them. Great. And so, what was that? I mean, having that operations consulting company, what was like the impetus? There had to have been that that one moment where it's like, man, I really just need to you know productize this and and take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, so from, from, you mean from going from consulting to Trainual or from going from my last business? So, yeah, this was over the last couple of years. We had built a Trainual. It wasn't even called that then, but it was a tool for our consulting clients to document their processes as we worked with them. So, it was kind of a leave behind where after we fixed someone's systems and created their workflows, we needed a place to describe them. And previously, we we're just using Google Docs or Word Docs. And so we built our own system. And then it was funny, the system was getting Referred out to strangers more so than our consulting work. So we said, Hmm, oh, there's something here. This can really scale.
1: Wonderful. All right. So, yeah, t- tell us about, uh, I-, I guess, what kind of companies and what stages of companies are a fit for training? When should people t- start looking into it?
0: So, training is a fit as soon as you have multiple people being trained to do the same thing, and you want to make sure that they're doing it consistently and effectively. So it's, you know, it's not usually a fit for just a solopreneur if they're not yet delegating. The mantra that we've built is that first you learn to do something, and then you can document it once you're doing it consistently, and then you can delegate it once you've documented it clearly. So it's a three-step process to, you know, doing something the same way over and over again, and then writing it down. So you're not going to write something down that. You don't know how to do yet. And then you're not going to delegate something until you know how to communicate it clearly. Otherwise, it's a recipe for disaster. So the companies that get the biggest value out of Trainual are companies that have started to evolve some processes, some consistent things, but they're just scattered. They're everywhere. They're in Dropbox. They're in Google Docs. They're in Word Docs. They're in Evernote. And they just need some system to centralize everything and be able to assign it to the roles in their company, whether it's for onboarding, training, building your SOPs, maybe selling your business. Um, so those are the companies that work best in all.
1: And how long does it, I mean, for, for your typical uh, clients that you're seeing, how long does it take them to, to onboard and then get up and running for this? So usually people are up and running and train you all within a couple weeks, but it depends
0: on how much material they have. So if they already have everything documented and they've got a, a you know few dozen Google Docs, we can actually help load those things in and you hit the ground running. Some companies will sign up and they have a very specific use case in mind, like they're about to train 10 interns or they're starting a new location and they're, they're documenting everything from store number one to get to store number two. Uh, or maybe they're building out their sales playbook. So when they have have a focused uh, use case like that, you can get up and running very quickly. I think the thing that takes longer is when you set out to document your entire business, it's a massive undertaking. And if you don't have a three ring binder with everything documented from, you know, years ago that you're just kind of copying and pasting in the actual, t- the, the time consuming stuff is writing the content. So companies can use it very quickly. It just depends on at what scale they're using it.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting? I mean, we we operate off the the entrepreneurs operating system at uh, at my marketing agency, and then um, we were. We had this one for one quarter we focused on something called the single grain way which is the, the company's name and we're like okay we just got to document everything get everything um, together so people know what process to follow and what we found was like we spent a lot of time documenting everything everyone got got their documentation done we all you know were, were all very accountable to it but we found that just people weren't following it and they just didn't know this stuff existed so you know that that started to search for you know when Scott mentioned something like uh, training we're like man we, we really got to look into um, implementing something like this to, to, to see if we can get people on the same page and also hold people accountable and and actually see that they got this stuff done um, as well. But how do you guys, I guess, from a business perspective, how do you guys go about, uh, how do you guys make money first and foremost, and how do you guys charge generally?
0: So Trainual makes money based on a monthly subscription for the tool. So it is an ongoing resource that your team can use to centralize everything, to train new people, to retrain existing people, and then to roll out updated policies and processes. So if you've ever changed the way you do something or come up with a new best practice, maybe you've created a new Google Doc or something and you email everyone and say, hey, read this, and you don't know if they ever did. The ongoing value to Trainual is that by updating those things in the system, it'll automatically update people and encourage them to acknowledge it, to complete it, to get 100% up to speed. So it's kind of a a living, interactive online manual for how you run your business. So we charge just a flat monthly subscription based on the size of your company. It's not a per user charge. We steered away from that from the very beginning because the value is having everyone in the system. And we don't want people to feel like they have to share licenses and share logins because they want to keep their budget uh, down. So the, the way that we sell, licenses are just in big chunks so you get you know either five or 25 or 100 or 250 whatever is appropriate for you as a company but it's one flat monthly price
1: love it and then so i'm looking at at your pricing right now there's it's 49 bucks 99 bucks and and 199 now how how do you guys i guess map out how much to charge for different enterprise levels so if i have like 250 users versus a thousand like how does that work
0: so, we do have preset pricing for 250, for 500, for 1,000. Beyond 1,000, we just work individually with companies to figure out exactly what they want because there's a lot we can do customized in terms of single sign ons and IP restrictions and things that might matter to their business specifically. So, we have some preset packages that just aren't listed on the site for those bigger companies, mostly because we just want to have a conversation and figure out what's important to them.
1: Wonderful. And how's the company doing today in terms of numbers? So we can talk through revenues, growth rates, things like that.
0: Yeah, so we're doing really well. We've been uh, we've been growing at about 35 to 40 percent month over month. The big uh, part of that is just getting out there and talking about it like this. And I could talk more about our growth strategies, but um, we are excited about the growth and really just want to get this out there to everyone.
1: Great. And one, I mean, you know, let's um, let's call a spade a spade, but Scott Fritz, when he was talking about it, he basically gave an affiliate link out. And I'm like, okay, this is probably where uh, this probably does really well for him because he's like training a bunch of entrepreneurs. So can you talk a little bit about the, your affiliate program and and how that's been working for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for us, you know, this product is based on getting the actual work done of documenting your business. And so we're not setting out to explain to people that it's important to document your business because other books have done that tremendously and consultants do that very well. And, you know, people have read the E-Myth or they've read you know Scaling Up or they've read Traction and they do the EOS thing or they've seen someone like Scott speak or they're working with a coach or a consultant. And so for us, a big part of the growth has been through that affiliate strategy of leveraging those relationships, leveraging that, that equity that those brands have built with people and teaching them why this is important. And then our tool is kind of a unifier that brings all of those different systems together. Because whether you're trying to build a franchise prototype from the e-myth or document your core processes from EOS, it's it's one system where you can accomplish all that. And we actually have a custom terminology feature where you can rename some things to match whatever philosophy it is that you are subscribing to. So growing through affiliates has been huge for us. So the actual affiliate program is something we do through a company called GrowSumo, if you're familiar with them. But oh, yeah. I've used a... So I've used a lot of affiliate programs, you know, through, uh, you know, from Commission Junction through Ambassador and Friend Buy and these all, all these different sorts of things. And uh, for me, Sumo has been the simplest to implement. And it was uh, really helpful as we were getting started just to get it out there. So the way it works is an ongoing commission that they track through the link, any signups that come through the affiliates audience. And then you just get a monthly you know, payout from from our system as long as they're a customer.
1: Great. So I love that. Um, And how about, I mean, you you talked a little, you alluded to growth strategies a little earlier. What what else is working for you guys in terms of growth today? Uh, Like, especially or or not especially, but it's exceptionally well.
0: Yeah. So initially it was just really the, the, you know, the hustle, the non doing non scalable things helps you scale at first, you know, that idea. Um, I forget who wrote that article, but it was great.
1: It was uh, Paul Graham.
0: OK, yeah. So so uh, we did a launch party at the very beginning where you know it was a local hotel here in Scottsdale where we're based and invited kind of everyone that we knew that was influential or had businesses or had been involved with my previous companies and some press. And that really helped to, to kickstart things. So I think the more you can uh, create an event or an experience out of the announcement or the launch of something um, that really helps to get momentum going. So that was important up front. Then we did the uh, affiliates. That was kind of our next wave of reaching out to some of the, the low-hanging fruit of just relationships we had that had audiences of their own. After that, it's been speaking events and you know, podcasts and just getting the word out through channels like this to just share some of the lessons that we've gotten through working with so many companies. Um, And then it's, uh, you know, going forward, we're really trying to market through channels, through bigger audiences um, that may not be just individual affiliates, but through business organizations like EO, like you mentioned, um, that have entrepreneurs and have businesses that are growing and they are spending money and they are already preconditioned to want something like this. So it's, it's really about finding our audience where the audience already exists instead of just trying to sift through the haystack to find the people that uh, we can teach about this.
1: Right. So It sounds like there's a lot of, um, you're going to people that have the attention already. They have the audiences already. So you're not doing, uh, maybe you might be, but it sounds like more partnerships, uh, BD versus like the typical paid advertising route that you see a lot of, you know, startups uh, today, you know, try to really leverage. Yeah, and we've done, of
0: course, Facebook ads and Instagram and we tried LinkedIn and we did Google AdWords. And so we've got our fair share of paid ads out there as part of the strategy. But when you look at the cost of acquisition on Facebook for someone getting into a software product and you think maybe to get them all the way through your funnel, it costs a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars, something like that. When you look at reaching out to a targeted list of partners or a targeted list of customers, whether it's through direct mail or affiliates that you can send something or partner up in some way, you have a lot of margin there to be able to spend on finding and meeting those people. So I really prefer that as a a more scalable strategy or as a, a, sorry, I should say as an early strategy. And then I think, uh, you know, you can always dial up the marketing as you're scaling.
1: Great. So, how did you? uh, I'm assuming you probably have more partnerships, like the ones you have, like with Scott Fritz or maybe even EO. So, how did you? Let's let's take EO for example, or whatever other organizations you're partnering with. How did you go about getting these set in the first place, in terms of finding the right contact and then, you know, putting the partnership in place?
0: So I think it starts with the value that you're providing first because nobody really wants to be sold and whether it's a partnership that you have some kind of warm intro to or that you you know know personally everyone's worried about selling their own thing and they don't care about selling your thing. So to me it was not as much about pitching any of these organizations or these people as it was about consistently communicating what we were doing and the value of what we were doing to get them to reach out and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. How can I be a part of this? So, so I, I think it was, it was more about sharing our lessons and sharing, you know, why it's important. Uh, it's a document and what are they saying in the e-myth and how does that apply? And what are they saying in traction and how does that apply? And what are the alternatives to this tool? And so we have been on a constant content production path for the last you know couple couple years just gearing up towards this sort of growth and uh, and that's really what has solidified some of the early arrangements
1: cool so it sounds like a lot of it uh content marketing slash content production and then basically from there you had people reaching out to you so it sounds like a lot of it was inbound correct great okay well tell us about one big struggle you faced while growing this business or any of your businesses yeah, so I
0: and and you know before Trainual with uh, with the consulting brand we worked one on one with uh, about 150 companies around the country and so being in every one of those businesses the uh, the number one problem that people point to relates to people and it's it's funny I even do a presentation and I kind of scan through different areas of your business and then I I have one slide about people and I skip past it because I say oh this isn't a problem and everybody kind of laughs and so the the hiring great people is so important to the growth of a business. So all of the challenges that that I can point to specific challenges are around hires that didn't work out, a lot of effort that you put into bringing on a position, somebody that you didn't get along with, that overstated their qualifications. So for me that those have been the biggest challenges and obstacles. So the the experience I share are the The analogy I give actually is if you think about those movies where, you know, like Ocean's 11, where they rob the casino, you should have a team that's like the team you would rob the casino with. So there's there's the you know, there's the driver that knows kind of the logistics of how to get everywhere. There's the hacker type person that knows all the technology and can get you in there. There's someone with the the charisma that, that gets in the front door. There's somebody that's just like, you know, the, the, maybe the strategy behind the scenes. And so as you think about putting together your team, think about, is it someone, is it a unit that you want to hang out with, that you want to go get lunch with, that you want to, of course, hyperbolically rob a bank with, but, uh, you know, not for real, I'm not advocating that, but, um, but that's been, you know, crucial to, I think, assembling the people that we have today.
1: Okay. I was actually thinking about this the other day. So like, let's say you have an Oceans 11 team or somebody else on this podcast said, you know, having a SEAL team, for example, right? So this is like your your elite group of people. Are these people your executive team or are you thinking about across the board?
0: I think it's the executive team so as a as a company that's just starting out um, maybe it's everyone you know maybe it's the whole team and then as you start to add people that are being managed uh, in different departments or different it, it depends on how your company grows out but i think that manager who is running their own team should think about this in the same way so as a as an executive or as a CEO you're not going to hang out with hundreds of people all together at the same time every day of course you want that culture to you know to go through the company but i think every small unit every group of 5 or 10 people should have this kind of mentality as they're as they're growing and hiring
1: okay and i mean you've done a couple so you had the video production company and then you had the 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 management consulting company so How did you, it sounds like you're very, you're very good at, at keeping focus. Was there at any point in time where you're like this consulting thing's going well? Maybe, maybe I should just hire someone else to run it while I do this training thing. Um, what was kind of the decision behind, um, I'm assuming you sold it or shut it down.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the video production company, actually, if we go back to 2012, I made the decision that I didn't want to run that company anymore. I didn't want to be the president. You know, I was actually following Scott's process of the 40 hour work year. And so I trained my operations director to take over as president of that company. And uh, in going through that process, I took myself off just the normal payroll to rely only on you know distributions of the profit of the business, and just to fund my my living expenses or day to day, I started consulting as a as an easy way to make up that revenue. So, um, so so the consulting was sort of a, a, a gap, a stopgap to find the next thing, and it ended up turning into a pretty scalable business. So the consulting business, it was just solo for a couple years, and doing that um, while I grew and sold the video. Company, Company and then we wrapped a brand around the consulting business and started hiring people for that. Created a system and structure of our own for helping, you know, systematize growing businesses. Um, That's where Trainual came from. So it's been kind of like each of these efforts have parlayed into another effort. Because if I hadn't sold the video business and turned over all of my day to day responsibilities, I might not have had the credibility for my consulting clients to be able to help them do the same. And if I hadn't built so many systems for. so many different businesses in the consulting world, uh, I might not have had the credibility to build a system that that we were using that I can sell to other people and train you all. So I think it's been a, an evolution of each of those steps. But to your point on focus, you know that that's the short story, that's the the um, the, the short path. But in between those things, there were uh, you know half a dozen other brands, other businesses, other spun up domains and and crazy ideas that I think as an entrepreneur, you want to try, you have to do things. And that just let me kind of scratch the creative itch. Um, But, you know, if they didn't materialize and they didn't have any results, then it was kind of a weekend project or a one month project that faded into oblivion.
1: (laughs) Okay, you know, I I mean, like the the way I see things right now, I mean, there's a bunch of other projects that I, I work on as well. But my kind of logic is, you know, keeping keeping the agency as a you know having people kind of run it and then uh, the same thing as you're doing using the, the the cash flows to to fund other projects but you know at the same time it's like well you know if i sold it and i just you know focused on the other projects maybe that would be a better path but it sounds like i mean you you sold it, but you're still you're collecting like the, the payout. And then, did you end up selling the, the the consulting firm as well?
0: No. So the consulting business followed a different path. And so as I was building the consulting team, I was looking at examples like you know the people on Shark Tank or the the profit Marcus Lemonis and how they operate with their multiple investments. And they built a really strong operations team that would come in and help with anything from marketing and branding and the website and accounting and you know any investment that they made any business that they worked in, they had this team that they could um, kind of visit business to business and make an impact. And that was the model I was building after with the consulting firm. So along the way in the consulting company, we actually took equity in five other businesses and started to support those businesses as more of what we were doing. So even though we stopped doing the consulting work, we now have this portfolio of those five other businesses plus Trainual, which was a spinoff from the consulting work.
1: Awesome. Cool. So you, you, you do have a SEAL team that can kind of go in and make things happen. Yeah, exactly. Great. Cool. So working towards wrapping up here, uh, what is one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value to your life besides Trainio?
0: A new tool I've added in the last year. Let's see. I'm scanning through my phone right now. So personally, on the on the personal side, I would say Strava. I don't know if your listeners are aware. aware. Yeah. yeah, so... so- so that to me is like the KPIs for your personal fitness, for your personal life. And so I, I had never been a runner or done any of that, but I was training initially for a Spartan race and then for a half marathon that I did last week. And Strava for me was the KPIs, the measurement of, uh, of my progress. And, and so that's been a lot of fun. I'm kind of addicted to that app now. So, so there's that one um, on the business side. We've been using an app called Bonjoro, which is pretty cool. It is a way that you can send personal one-on-one videos to people that come into your funnel so this has been something that as we've done more paid advertising and gotten more leads from downloads on the website i'll uh, every couple days just batch all of those out and sit down for an hour and record a bunch of hi how are you kind of videos and it really helps to establish some sort of personal connection or or to complement the work that you're already doing through your uh, through your automation
1: whoa that's cool so how's that
0: increased conversion rates for you we're uh like two months into it so i'll let you know but it's uh it's definitely increased people writing back and saying how are you doing this this is cool and you know getting people on the phone
1: great okay so what is one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone we talked about a couple the 40-hour work year uh we talked about uh, eos uh all this other stuff so what's one other book you think you'd recommend
0: Yeah. So if I actually might go with a non-business book, I'm sure people have recommended all the all the important books. But there was a book I read maybe uh, eight years ago called Design Yourself. It's by Kareem Rashid. And he was a interior or a a, a, an architect that, you know, was a formally trained in, in design and spaces. And just the way he thought about intentionally designing your life whether it's your home, your office, your, you know, what you have on your desk, what you have on your calendar was really foundational for me in how I built the last couple businesses. So design yourself by Kareem Rashid.
1: Huh. Interesting. I'm going to add that literally right after we'll drop that in the show notes too. But Chris, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for people to learn, uh, to learn more about you and find out more about Traneal?
0: So, for TrainUAL, just trainual.com, think training manual, trainual.com. For me, you can go to chrisronzio.com, R O N Z I O, or you can look me up on Instagram, where I spend most of my time, at chrisronzio, or Facebook. I'd love to chat with you.
1: Love it. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.